Hi everyone, this is the first episode of Shifting the Way You Think About Financial Markets. So I'm going to get right into it because nothing I hate more is podcasts when they just ramble on and on. But all right, let's talk about the journey of an actual stock. So when people talk about stock market this and that, I'd like to take a step back and for those of you, and those of you already know this, then you should probably not listen to this episode. It could quite get boring. But those who are curious about what is the stock market and how does a stock become a stock? Does it just fly out of thin air and just make it be? Probably not. So let's talk about the journey of an actual stock, which is a piece of a company. Let's say, for example, you start a company, which majority of the United States is built on small businesses. And you start a company, you're doing really well. Good job. You can continue to build it off of your revenue, your profits, like a traditional business. Or you can then start to raise money on your company. So what does that mean? Just like Shark Tank, the TV show, you go out, you have such a compelling product, you have such a compelling story, you have such a compelling revenue growth stream that you want new investors. You want investors that will you know, buy into your vision, buy into your dream, that pouring fuel on top of an existing fire will propel the company even more. That's why you raise money. So you go on Shark Tank, you raise money, and then you issue a piece of paper to that investor. And that can happen anywhere. You can seek money or raise money from your friends and family. You can raise money from companies or groups called venture capital firms. That is their job to give money to growth-based companies. We'll talk about that later as well. You can raise money from banks. You can raise money from anywhere. You can basically raise money from anybody that's willing to give you money and that believes in your company, believes in your vision. So then after you raise that money at a certain valuation, you issue shares or stock or a piece of paper, if you will, to that entity can be an individual investor or a company. And then that person owns a piece of your company, whether it's 20%, 10%, whatever it is. They own a piece of your company. And then you all wish that company continues to grow, prosper, so that the value of that piece of paper actually becomes bigger, becomes more than they paid for. So let's say your company is growing. You raised a little bit of money from the private market, private meeting individuals or anywhere you want. And then you're growing so fast. Amazing. Your revenues are off the charts. Everybody can't get enough of your company, whatever your company is. So then let's say you turn to the public market. You want to get even bigger and allow invest in your company. Now that process is called initial public offering, short for IPO. You may have also heard these new buzzwords going around, such as investors seek IPO shares, new companies, et cetera, et cetera. So that's called the public market. So what that basically means, IPO is another way for that little company that we talked about in the beginning is going to want to seek millions of dollars from the public market, from the public market. Anybody, you, me, my mom, dad, cousin, anybody can eventually buy stock of that company 
on an exchange such as NASDAQ, any of these big Miami exchange, any of these big exchanges, you can then purchase that company and you hold a piece of that company. That process in a very nutshell is an IPO. Basically that little company that we talked about in the beginning goes through a, a rigorous process, financial process of getting banks to underwrite belief in their company. They get all the financial docs in order because it's going to be public information. For example, like you want to know what Apple's numbers were or Amazon's numbers were or Google's numbers were. You can go look it up. You can go on their website, go on their investor relations site. You can see everything breakdown of their revenues, their profit, how much they pay people, blah, blah, blah. It's a public company. It's public. Now, some of the largest private-based companies in America are such as like these big conglomerates like Coke Industries, Cargill. These private-based companies are owned by the families that actually started that company. So it stays private. They have no financial records. Of course they do internally, but it's not available to the public. Things are kept private. Now that we have talked about public versus private, let's talk about the first day of the initial public offering of a public company where they float a stock and then it's off to the races. Just like when Facebook went public, it was big hype that a lot of people got into it. You can then go on your trading application and start buying shares of Facebook. And then you hold on to it if you really like it. So that is the journey of a stock, really, from really a compressed journey from start to how it becomes on an exchange where people like you and me can actually purchase it. And then really quickly, we have companies that make money so much that they actually make a profit. And because they make so much profit, they can issue a dividend. A dividend is a fancy word for we're making a lot of money and we want to give back to our shareholders, meaning people who own the stock, a portion of the profits, just like any small business would do to an investor or a bonus, if you will. That's what a dividend is. And you'll hear that a lot. And just for financial literacy perspectives, a lot of companies have high dividend yield rates. Some don't. Like some companies such as Amazon, for example, regardless of how much money they make, they don't issue dividends because they reinvest their profits into the company. So you buy shares of Amazon because you believe in the dream, in the future of the technology and how Amazon will encompass the world, so to speak. And then there are other companies, traditional based companies that have the business model that we will continue to give back piece of the pie to our shareholders. And that includes the one stock shareholder as well. If you were to buy a share of ExxonMobil, then you will get a piece of the pie in the form of a dividend. That dividend is in a form of a percentage paid out, whether 90 days or annually, whatever it may be, whether you have one share of ExxonMobil or a million shares of ExxonMobil, you will get a piece of the profits. Or Apple. Apple is also one of the Lone Ranger tech companies. 
regardless of the amount of money that they spent on research and development, scaling Apple as a company into different verticals, different products, different endeavors, they still manage to give back dividends to their shareholders. That basically just means Apple makes so much money. And this is one of the precise reasons why large shareholders such as Berkshire Hathaway, owned by Warren Buffett and company, or big mutual funds or exchange-traded funds love Apple. Not only are they an amazing company, consistently coming out with new products, enticing their customers, not only do they have amazing profit margins, they still give dividends back to their shareholders a piece of the profit. We'll get into what a mutual fund and all that stuff is later, but let's say you're a really wealthy person and when you buy a chunk of Apple, which is significant, let's say billions and billions of dollars worth of Apple, every so many number of days, you're going to get paid. That's called dividend investing. You're actually making money, not only on the up movement of the stock going up, which is great, that shows the belief in the company and the company's doing well, et cetera, et cetera. But that also shows that company is doing really well that it continues to pay out dividends. So there's a lot of people out there that continue to buy large chunks of stock in companies that pay dividends. So quick recap, what did we learn? We learned of a journey of an actual stock, the difference between private and public companies, how these companies raise money and then seek investors from different kinds of verticals, then they issue these shares, and then they have a growth cycle, and then they decide to either stay in the private market and raise more money, or go into the public market, meaning stocks, and then they do what's called an IPO, initial public offering, and then they issue an actual stock that is traded on an exchange. And that stock becomes a stock that you and I can buy. And then we also just talked about companies that are very profitable, then they issue what's called a dividend. Really quick scenario of the journey of a stock, IPO, and a dividend. Hope you enjoyed this.